I know what y'all thinking, right? I get it. I get it. There's the charges, right? There's the Chiefs out there, right? There's so many teams. Miami, Buffalo, New I mean the Jets. What the Jets gonna do this year? What the Jets gonna do this year, right? There's so many teams. The AFC is stacked. And I can't even keep up with it, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But I'll tell you one thing. I think I think we forgetting about one particular team that for some crazy reason we've been forgetting about for the last couple years. All right, welcome in to Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast where we talk about the best team in NFL history, if you're a Ravens fan, I am a huge Joe Flacco Wise fan. Usher once said, situations will arise in our lives. I'm talking about shut down. Like, like you're not throwing on Jimmy Smith. Joe is criminally underrated. Criminally, uh, like, lock him up in cuffs. Criminally underrated. Mars put this team in the top five offense for the first time in 20 years. You got the arm talent. <laughs> Jay Cutler had it too. I don't, I don't care about this argument against total TDs and all this. Oh, you want to talk about defense. Oh. Until next time. All right, what is going on? Good people. We back at it again. It's Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history, if you're a Ravens fan, of course. And also, let, let's not forget, also, if you just happen to be forgetting about this certain team. Anywho, right, the AFC, we, we, talk, we talked about it before. We're going to jump right into it. I'm your host, DJ, as always. Uh, and then we, we're going to get right into this one because why, why, why waste time right why waste time but let's talk about let's talk about this are the ravens this year's dark horse team right like out of all the out of all the teams in the in, in the in the afc right and it's it's it, it's stacked right it's it's a stacked little stacked little conference over here it's a stacked little conference over here but is it the ravens are they the ones that people are like yeah, no. but then the injuries in a couple years then then John Harbaugh, he makes decisions that we don't understand. And then, and then, what, what, what Lamar gonna do? Because he got paid. And then, is he going And then, is the weapons gonna really pan out as much as we think the weapons gonna? You know, everybody. I mean, they got the list. They got the list of, of, of excuses, and I get that, right? I get that. But certain people have said Lamar Jackson has no excuses. So in that case, you know, I mean, but I will say. Something's pointing to the Ravens being this year's kind of like dark horse team, being this year's overlooked team, even though they're at the top of the division and at the top of the conference every single year, barring injury, of course, right? I think sometimes we, obviously, right, we remember teams based off of what we just saw, right? Chiefs, greatest team of all time, right? We've seen them go to so many Super Bowls. We've seen them build this dynasty of sorts, right? Chiefs are really good. They're a really good team, right? The Bills, you know, the the the, the Bills—they've been competitive, thirteen and three last year. They've been they've been running the division since Tom Brady retired. I mean, come on, what can you say? What can you say about the Bills? What can you say? Like, what can you say wrong about them? Right? You got other teams. You got the Chargers. They ain't done nothing yet, but nonetheless, it does not matter, right? 
They got a high ceiling, right? They got potential. They got potential. That's what they got. The Jets got Aaron Rodgers. The Jets got Aaron Rodgers. That's what they got, right? They got Aaron Rodgers. No matter, right? No matter, right? They got Aaron Rodgers. So, like, like I mean, that's just what four or five teams right there. Like, AFC gonna be gonna be heavy, gonna be hectic, gonna be a battle. But then, of course, you go to the Bengals, right? The whole AFC North, really, you go to the Bengals. We've seen what they've done. We've seen, we, you know, we know that the Browns have potential, right? They got potential, too. You know, they just the Browns. They want the Browns. We'd be like, oh, man, that's a good team right there. But they're the Browns. So we got, we got to wait and see. They on, they on wait and see basis. You know, still it's going to be competitive. I don't know about necessarily contenders per se, but they'll be competitive, right? Feels all for certain people who, uh, you know, switch their, switch their, uh, their allegiance over there to, to Pittsburgh for a little bit. But anyway, uh, then of course you got the AFC West too, right? So I mean, like, I think I think the Broncos could probably be in this conversation. Let's bring up the AFC list real quick. I think the Broncos could probably be in this conversation, right? The Broncos is, is a team. They, they they are a team who could be in the conversation of maybe 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 you could overlook them, right? I don't know about the Raiders just because you just never know what they're gonna do, right? You never know how well coached they're gonna be. You never know what they're gonna do. They they've been the Raiders for a little bit, so. Um, you know, and kind of like we, we had said before, you got a young division in the AFC South. The AFC North is going to be stacked. The AFC East is going to be stacked. And the AFC West, let's just be honest about it, is going to be stacked. I think even the Raiders with Jimmy G is still going to be a stacked division. Just is, right? Just is. So I think when you look at it, right, when you look at it, the Ravens could potentially be like the, this year's like Dark Horse. This year's team where we're just like i don't know what they're gonna do i don't know if they're actually gonna be as good as we think they are because there's a lot of expectation on them but the ravens are pretty decent with expectation now albeit i'll say this the ravens haven't been a team with expectation with super bowl aspirations but for so many times right really it's been the last five years under lamar jackson right in that you know and you know this coaching staff and um this defense and you know the combination of the, the offense that goes with it right like that's when they became Super Bowl contenders. Before that, they were Super Bowl contenders maybe once or twice in the entire history of the Ravens. So thought process becomes, hmm, are the Ravens, you know, could they like sneak up on some people this year? I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody. I think people are going to have the same questions about the Ravens that they always have had about the Ravens, but now you have a little bit more talent to back it up. We talked about this offense. We know this defense is going to be good, right? You put that combination together and it's just, it has all, it has all the makings, right? It's a perfect recipe on paper. Right, it has all the makings of something just special. Something's oh so sweet, right? Oh so sweet. It's the best pie you ever had, right? But then when you take out certain things, take out a little bit of that evaporated milk. I mean, you you know, you take out that you know, dense milk and use evaporated milk because it's the same practically, right? It happens like that. You know instead, I mean, even Ravens offended, offended by that. Like you not, we not taking nobody away this year. We not taking nobody away this year. All right, Ravens, we got it. We not taking we not taking nobody away this year, right? So this probably will hopefully be the healthiest this team has been in quite some time, right? Um, you know, shout shout out to Raven. I mean, she's a big Ravens fan too. Listen to her name, but you know, that's the thing about it. You know, like the Ravens have potential to be a pretty big dark horse in this year's season, but I think that's probably because the AFC has so many has so many options for people to pick. Right, they have so many guys that man, haven't been there yet, but at the same time, like the the potential is there, the the possibility of them being great is there. So I, I think I think it'll be a very very interesting, right? I think it'll be very interesting to see 
how this AFC plays out as we get closer and closer. And uh, another topic that I want to talk about, not today, but, you know, throughout the next couple of weeks, just the AFC in general. What the heck has the AFC been up to? Right. You know, who is where? What, what's, what's, the, what's the outlook on the AFC? Because, because it's, it's, I mean, it's so many so many teams, so many changes. You know, what, what's, what's going on? What's been the big, big move? So we'll, we'll talk about that later, of course, uh, you know, in, in, in the coming weeks. But interestingly enough, you know, I, I really do. I feel like the Ravens are almost like a like an underdog team this year, right? They're like a dark horse type team this year. Not to say there's not expectations because there is, but I think the Ravens are almost kind of on a wait and see. Like, we want to wait and see if they can stay healthy, right? Because that's been the biggest thing. I think outside of health, you know, and some coaching blunders here and there, the Ravens have been at the top of the AFC for the past couple of years. So I don't think they even should be considered a dark horse, but I think they could be, right? They shouldn't be considered underrated, but I think they could be, right? People are, you know, wondering about this wide receiving core. You got Bateman, is he going to stay healthy? You got Odell, is he going to stay healthy? You got Zay Flowers, but he's a rookie, right? You got Duvernay, what's he going to do, you know? Um, and then, of course, the overall health of the team. They know the defense is going to be good, but it's the offense that everybody's looking at like, eh, that's where the pressure's at. All right, the pressure's on. Let's see what happens. But, uh, you know, very, very interesting, you know, how, how, that, how that plays out. Um, and it's crazy because people, you know, people are overlooking, people are overlooking the Ravens, I think, a little bit. Because it, it's funny because you listen to, like, the tier list and you listen to, like, people get, you know, talk about top teams in the AFC. And for some reason, the Ravens just slip, slip through, through, the, through the grasp. Right. I think like you said, like like we said before, so what have we done? What have you done for me lately, Lee? Right. And the Ravens haven't done anything for you lately. Right. You know, that's why people don't trust the Ravens in the playoffs because they haven't done anything for you lately. Right. That's why people don't trust the Ravens over the past, you know, over the past couple of years based off of those years, because what have you done for me lately? Right. Nothing so far. Right. There's still a lot left to prove for the Ravens in the regular season. It's been great. Right. Especially when everybody's healthy, it's been great. Can you stay healthy and can you take that momentum to the playoffs and not have coaching blunders on top of that uh, when you get there? We'll see what happens. But I tell you, somebody who isn't forgetting about Lamar Jackson, who's faced Lamar Jackson a couple of times. And actually, I'm be honest with you, he's kind of had his number. Right. He's kind of had his number. He, you know, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, this dude right here has had everybody's number. Right. He's taken the league by storm. We all know him. We all you know, he's probably the top quarterback in the league and I think it's argu- arguable for 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 a lot of people but I think a lot of people would say that Patrick Mahomes is uh a you know the top not a t- the top quarterback in the league he he had an interview recently uh shout out to to Justin BTW underscore uh on Twitter who put this one out and I just thought it was an interesting uh you know interesting little you know it's it's interesting to hear about what other people say about Lamar Jackson. That's not necessarily in the media, right? That's not in the media. The players, the guys he plays against, the guys who see him on the sidelines, the guys who do the same type of work that he has to do. It's interesting to hear from those guys. So Patrick Mahomes, when asked about Lamar Jackson, he said, and I quote, he's a heck of an athlete, a great leader on and off the field. It's really the media who paints him as a villain. We talked about this for a long time. I guess the second part of that statement here in one second. Um, the media paints Lamar Jackson as a villain. We talked about this before when he was going through contract negotiations and stuff like that, right? Years prior where we talked about moving the goalposts and stuff like that too. Lamar Jackson has been 
kind of put under an unfair light since he since he got started, right? And and I think Mahomes honestly probably would have went through the same thing if he had the same uh, struggles as Lamar has had, right? Whether it be in the playoffs, whether it be with coaching, whether it be with getting a contract done, all those things, right? I think Mahomes would have went, you know, if Mahomes didn't have the success that he had and he had like maybe a little bit, like maybe a taste of it, maybe that first Super Bowl and then he got to the AFC Championship game and lost and lost and lost. Or maybe he didn't win that first Super Bowl and then you see what happened in the second Super Bowl, right? Like, it, it's just it's just very interesting, right? It's, it's interesting to hear from guys who play the position, from guys who play against Lamar, what they think about Lamar. Because, yes, the media does paint Lamar as a villain, right? The media, really, let's be honest, Lamar Jackson is trending topic. The media uses Lamar Jackson for clickbait, you know? You know, the media uses Lamar Jackson for clickbait. And they were doing that the whole offseason with, with these contract negotiations, right? And then it kind of got hushed a little bit, right? I know... Acho said he was out of excuses, so still, like, kind of, you know, trying to, like, piggyback on that. But then, like, you know, kind of, like, if they don't have a reason to use him as a villain, if they don't have a reason to to bring him down a little bit, right, so, you know, to, to stir people up, then they don't talk about him, interestingly enough, right? It's, you know, it's interesting that they don't talk about Lamar when, when you know, when they don't, you know, have, have anything negative to say. Mahomes also said, I model my game off of him. What he is doing is special, by far the best QB in the AFC, arguably a top five of all time. Now, this is now, you know, it's one of those questions where, like, you know, you ask the top or one of the top QBs in the league who's the top QB in the league, and you wonder if they can say themselves or not. Right. That's what I that's what I was wondering when I when I first read this quote, I was like, huh, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if he just said that because I don't know the context of the interview. I just saw this quote, thought, you know, thought it was a cool quote, um, thought it was interesting, thought I should bring it up. And it's interesting that Mahomes says that not only is Lamar Jackson the top quarterback in the AFC, but he is a top five quarterback of all time. That That's interesting to me. Right. That's interesting to me that a guy of, the, you know, that understands the game as much as Patrick Mahomes has, has seen the successes, uh, you know, has seen successes in this league, sees that a guy who hasn't necessarily had the level of achievement, who hasn't had the achievements, I should say. Right. Hasn't had the achievements of a, of a Patrick Mahomes, but he still sees him as a top quarterback, not only in not only in, in, in the AFC, but of all time. Right. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy when you when you when, when you think about it. Right. It's crazy to see that a guy like Mahomes, you know, game recognized game. I think Lamar would say the same thing about him, you know. And that's the thing, like, like we talked about it before. The AFC is is, is stacked with quarterbacks. I mean, really, you know, the whole league. There, there's so many good young quarterbacks out there in the league, and a couple of good veterans too, right? You know, that are out there in the league, and it's 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 just crazy, you know, what what, what that means. But a cool quote by Patrick Mahomes, basically saying, you know, hey, Lamar Jackson, that dude, that dude is, you know, he's like that. You know, that dude, that dude is like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, the reason that the Ravens will be a Super Bowl contender is propelled by Lamar Jackson, right? I don't want to say only because. I don't want to say is because. I want to say it's propelled by Lamar Jackson simply because, number one, you got a solid defense, right? Number two, you do have tools around him now, too, right? You put Lamar Jackson on top of that and the the kind of – dangerousness of him on the offensive end and what he can do. I mean, you know, you, I mean, it's, it's going to be 
it's going to if everything stays healthy, it's going to it's going to be a good season, I think, for Ravens flock. I think for the flock nation, this is going to be a good season. Also, I saw another tweet. Um, shout out, shout out to my boy Pedro. R, so, so on Twitter, he is at R H O R M E S underscore. He puts out a lot of like I I really like this guy's tweets. Um, he puts out a lot of cool statistical tweets and just interesting like interesting takes, interesting things that he sees. Right, he throws it out there, and I just I I I always tend to lean on his tweets a little bit just because of the interestingness of it. But he was talking about the Marquise Brown effect on Lamar Jackson's deep throws are very real, right? So that meaning, you know, the the utilization of Marquise Brown and the, you know, the, the year that he's had without, you know, Hollywood. So when you look at it, he says, so I'm, I'm going to read the whole tweet. The Marquise Brown effect on Lamar Jackson's deep throws are very real. His numbers with Hollywood on the team for 20-plus yard passes in 2019. He went for 39.7% for 829 yards, 12 CDs, two picks, uh, a 92.9 grade, which, of course, that was his MVP year. Pretty, I mean, you know, that's, a, you know, that's pretty good. I think 39% sounds low. Uh, but at the same time, you know, on the bright side, they was throwing, you know, they was taking more chances, uh, at it too. But then in 2020, you were 21 of 58. So that's 36%. You got 661 yards, six touchdowns, four picks, um, 85.5 rating. And this of course was the year, the, 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 the COVID year, right? This was the year, you know, with all the, you know, the, the, the craziness going on. Uh, with, with, you know, the whole team, you know, catching code and everything. So, you know, um, doesn't necessarily affect this per se, but still, I mean, si- similar, right? N- not as many yards, not as many touchdowns, but, but you know, k- kind of similar, right? And then you look at 2021, which was the year before last, 18 to 54, 33.3%, 619, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 77.7 grade. Interestingly enough, this was another one of those, uh, injury season, right? This was another one of those injury riddle seasons where, you know, you really didn't have a lot of guys out there full of, you know, the full of water spread the ball around. You, you saw, we saw, you know, kind of from 2019 on, that's it. It's interesting how it goes down and down because when you think about it, right? When you think about it, it's interesting how it goes, you know, continues to kind of trend down because that's kind of when, you know, things change with like the injuries and everything and injuries became big effects right people missing games became big effects um you know w- w- within the game and then you got without marquise brown so it goes all the way down to a 29 percent 14 of 47 a 29.8 407 yards five tds and three interceptions he also says Zay flowers should be a great help to lamar jackson stretching the field and bringing back that deep threat action once again so Interestingly enough, you know, of course, I mean, and I think we know this, right? Number one, uh, Hollywood Brown was Lamar Jackson's number one target in terms of a wide receiver, right? He was the guy he had the most chemistry with. He was the guy he had the most trust with. And he was a guy who, you know, Lamar Jackson was like, this is my guy, right? This is who I'm going to get it to. Uh, and, and this is how it's going to be. Now, albeit, I wonder how, how many of those incompletions end up being drops and everything, too, because, you know, remember the Ravens were a top drop team in the league, too. Uh, but 
we saw, especially, especially in 2022, we saw the struggle of, you know, in 2021 too, but, you know, we saw Bateman go down in 2021 and then in 2022 without Hollywood, you know, we saw Bateman go down, we saw DuVernay go down, we saw Deshaun Jackson have to be signed. We saw a whole lot of different things that, um, number one, don't necessarily correlate to the deep game being consistent, but also like it doesn't open up the deep game either, right? It doesn't open up anything with the deep game. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about this at nauseum before, like, Having having the combination of Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown was an amazing combination that I think was gone far too soon. But at the same time, when you think about it, right? When 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 you think about it, losing Hollywood Brown, he was a speedster. He could get down the field. He could fly. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. How you know it, it's interesting, but it makes sense how things change with Hollywood Brown not on the field, right? Like I mean, you can I mean I can imagine like you know seeing. Hollywood, and I, w- I wish I knew. I'm kind of curious. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But I'm kind of curious um, what the deep pass percentage is for. Uh, let me see if I can look real quick. What the deep pass percentage is, it was in 2022, just to see, like, you know how 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 bad how bad it was. But um, it's just it's just interesting, man. Like when you when you think about it, because Lamar was what dead last in the league when it came to. Deep pass percentage. Let me see if I can see it. Which I mean, this constitutes uh, more than just a twenty-yard throws too. But uh, just, I mean, I don't know. Just, just interesting. Because um, I don't know what the average is when it comes to that type of thing. Like, I don't know what the average is when it comes to like the twenty, you know, yards of 20, 20, 20 or more, or whatever. Um, which I mean, really, when when you look at it, like the percentages are pretty consistent throughout throughout the league they all you know 60s and up so i mean it's i mean anyway just just interesting to me like like how that works but anywho yeah yeah i mean it it is nice to see zay flowers out there have another speedster out there a guy you can trust hopefully a guy who is gonna be able to get some yards after the catch too because that's another thing that's been missing i know they don't necessarily go with 20 plus yard passes you know the ball traveling 20 yards in the air and whatnot but Still, you know, that's been another thing that that had been missing for a while is those yards after the catch. The Ravens were dead last. Uh, maybe I don't think it was last year, but they, especially the years before the, the years prior with Hollywood Brown, um, the Ravens were dead last in yards after the catch. They were first when it came to drops. Um, and I think that led to a lot of the, the issues we saw with the passing game, not to mention that the scheme wasn't necessarily advantageous either. But we'll see. Right. We'll see what, you know. What, what the Ravens do this year. Um, definitely going to be talking about the AFC coming up in the next uh, couple of episodes, probably more than a couple of episodes because it's going to take a minute. But, uh, you know, as we get closer and closer, see what the rest of the AFC been up to, see how that's going to go. What y'all think? Are, they, are the Ravens this year's Dark Horse or is it another team? Is it somebody else you're thinking of? All right, is it a Denver Broncos type of team? Is it one of these teams with rookie quarterbacks? Right, you know, Tennessee maybe or uh, Houston or Indy maybe. Um, you know, Cleveland, another one that I think is overlooked a lot of times, right? Another, another team that I think people are just like, eh, I don't know about Cleveland, you know, I don't know about them, but then, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what they do, you know? And then, I mean, of course the Jets and everything too. Uh, I don't think they're silly dark horse. I think as soon as they got Aaron Rodgers, I think not to say that they became contenders, but they got Aaron Rodgers and I think their, their ceiling went up. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens, but, uh, as I wrap up, as always, you know, you can always watch or listen to 
Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast. You can listen to Flock Nation Speaks on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Google Podcasting, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. You can watch on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter if you ever want to do so. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Favorite if you haven't already. Um, you know, add me to your queue, whatever you got to do if you haven't already. But I'll see you guys on the next episode of Flock Nation Speaks. Until next time.